vibes and libido. We are your hosts, Trip and Kiki, the podcast where truth seekers help you find your truth. Join us as we delve into all the things you lust, the lies that we tell ourselves, and why our libido drives us to distraction. This is adult-only content, so no kitties under 18, please. Our dialogue is open, honest, and raw. But most of all, we're here to have fun. Welcome to our podcast, Lust, Lies, and Libido. All right. Welcome to another episode of Lust, Lies, and Libido. I am your host, Trip, with my beautiful co-host, Kiki. What's up, everybody? Welcome, welcome. We have a great show for you today. Can't wait. Excited to talk to this guest. We have with us Lord Vesper. How you doing this evening, sir? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you to you both for inviting me on your show. I'm, I'm really excited to be here. Thank you so much. We're very excited that you're here. I want to tell the people a little bit about you, if that's okay. And forgive me if I mispronounce your name, but I'm going to do my best to say these, um, say the pronunciation correctly. So All our right. guest is Kazembe Abina. Did I say that? That is right? correct. Very good. Very good. Yeah, dom, that's correct. Thank you. And his dom alter eagle, Lord Vesper. And that's what we're going to be addressing him by this evening, Lord Vesper. BDSM is where sensuality meets art meets spirit. Lord Vesper has been practicing BDSM for nearly 20 years. Synergetic BDSM is Lord Vesper's own unique form of BDSM that focuses on connection, healing, intention, and trust through energy, cultivation, sensual touch, and impact play. Over eight years of training as an energy practitioner and tantra professional have given Lord Vesper a unique set of energy cultivation skills, techniques, and sensibilities that he uses to further connect people to themselves and others for greater joy, healing, and liberation. And so we're going to get into what all of that means. He's going to tell us a little bit about what he does. And, um, you know, we're just going to explore your world, if that's okay with you. I love it. That's what I'm here for. Sounds good. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, brother. Well, that was a lovely intro. Thank you, Kiki. Oh, no problem. I do what I do. Indeed. I try. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if you noticed, she put the little sexy voice on for you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Indeed. Well, you know, we're we talking about some sexy things. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta take it down a notch a little bit. Break it on. Yeah, yeah. She had that late night radio voice on. <laughs> right, right. That's right. That's right. Uh, I love it. I love it. So, all right, brother. So, tell everybody about just i mean we had and we had the intro we had the the appetizer so to speak we had the little bite bite-sized hors d'oeuvre yeah, let's get into the meat let's let's go ahead and get into that meat tell her all right uh you know kind of let everybody know what it is that you do i mean because he okay. can rattle off some things and i'm probably sure there's some people who are listening like what is that right right <laughs> <laughs> well the, f- the first thing i want to say is that uh, what i do is really uh, it's it's it straddles the the space and uh, the line between pro dom BDSM work and tantra and energy healing. Uh, so some of the things I do, you know, I really can't 
call myself a pro dom per se. You know, I don't I don't have a dungeon. I don't belong to a dungeon. There are certain protocols that I that I'm not interested in doing. I don't have any slaves, things like that. But what I do work with is I do work with many of the components of BDSM. BDSM meaning bondage, dominance, sadomasochism, uh, submission, mastership, etc. So I do work with those energies. Mm-hmm. And I have been, you know, I've been playing in terms of just privately, personally, uh, before I even went public with this method for nearly 20 years, just in my own private life, mm-hmm. you know, and I use tools, you know, saddle crops, uh, um, um, paddles, floggers, uh, restraint tools, things like that for years, of course, as well. But what makes me a little bit different is that I incorporate elements of Tantra in terms of breath work, energy cultivation and movement. Uh, energy places on the body where you can actually infuse and cultivate energy and move it along the body and working with the chakras and things like that to elicit healing and or a release of energies from the body. So wow. it doesn't it doesn't happen every time. Uh, and that really de- because that really depends on two things. It depends on the dom and what they're trying to do and it also depends on the sub. Mm-hmm. And if they're really willing to release some things or really willing to submit to the moment and go along on that journey. But um, so let me first say that. So I, I really kind of in my mind, I think I've really kind of created a unique space. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have. Uh, like I said, I've been doing BDSM work for about, you know, 20 years. OK, and, about that, I don't want to yeah. interrupt you, but I want a little background. Sure. So because you said okay. that you were doing this in your private life. So. What drew you to this in the first place? Very good question. So I am from the Pacific Northwest and... uh, That makes sense. (laughs) Right. Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) What? He's he's not from the Bobbleville. Okay. Right. A little more liberated. Yeah, West Coast life is a A lot more liberated. Then the Bible yes, a little, little more, you know, the, the, the aesthetics and the culture is a little different. It's a little more progressive in some ways. Um, for instance, I grew up listening to, you know, Barry White, uh, you know, Isaac Hayes, the Commodore, Stevie Wonder, etc. Mm-hmm. But I also grew up listening to Depeche Mode, you know, Howard Jones, mm-hmm. Ministry, Front 242, uh, you know, frontline assembly, all these sorts of acts. You know, I don't even know you're who talking about. Are, right, right. So really, I've listened to a lot of music. You well, have to see, I'm, that, gonna have to, I'm gonna have to Google these people like for real. I love their music. Yeah, you may want to check them out. Probably the most interesting group that you probably hear me talk about is Skinny Puppy. Skinny Puppy, they're still around, but they were huge in the late '80s, early '90s. What type of music? It's, it's called industrial. Industrial music is not really around too much anymore, at least not in the form that it was around. Mm-hmm. Uh, but industrial music is almost like a, an evil twin to new wave back in the day. Okay. Uh, industrial okay. music was heavy, heavy, heavy beats, deep bass lines, much, much noisier. Not a lot of singing, but a lot, still vocals, but typically distorted vocals, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And the reason, that's, the reason I point that out, the reason that's important, to back to answer your question, Kiki, is because I was introduced to on the periphery BDSM because of industrial music. So you had electronic dance music, EDM back in the day. You had new wave, you had yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm sure you've heard of that. You had industrial, 
And then you had goth as well that was yeah. kind of associated with some of the industrial stuff. There was a bit of a bridge there. Well, kind of another subset or component of some of the goth circles was a lot of latex, a lot of black, a lot of leather, yeah. that sort okay. of thing. And then from that, you had kind of an offshoot of a little bit of BDSM was thrown in there sometimes. Right. That was a little, that was a part of it. So that's how I was kind of introduced to it. I was not too heavy into goth too much, but some goth tracks I liked, you know, and uh, that was kind of how I was introduced to it. So from there, so, so in other words, the inroad for me was music and I've always been a huge, huge music person. So I DJ, you know, what I DJ now is electronica with a special emphasis on house, uh, deep house, Afro house, and uh, a little bit of old school. But I've always been huge, huge into music. So that was the inroad for me. That's right. Um, yeah, thank you. Because what I used to do was I would basically make these cassette tapes. And I'm, I know I'm aging myself here. I'm dating myself. <laughs> but, <laughs> yes. but I would. <laughs> he made me a mixtape. <laughs> <laughs> right. I know, you know about I, that. I would. Just listen to this. Like, what the hell is a mixtape? Right. <laughs> like, what is a cassette? What is that? What? What? <laughs> So basically, I would put together these. Uh, for me, it was all about the aesthetics first. It was about the music. It was about the lights. It was about the scents. You know, setting up the mood, setting up the environment first, and bringing someone into that. And I didn't realize until later that I was sensual doming. You know, it was, it was I was a sensual dom. You know, I wanted to have different, uh, you know, scented oils to rub you down with. I wanted to have, you know, certain types of instruments on you that would basically elicit uh, certain tactile sensations on the body. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted you to listen, be listening to a certain music to induce a certain mood, yes. you know. Yep. Um, I, I even had a strobe light that I had that I would put different filters in just to show either red or blue or orange based on the type of mood that I wanted to, uh, to create. So, that it was really fun for me initially. That's how I got into it, and then uh, it years man. later, <laughs> you know, I always say there's there's a freak in all of us. It just Absolutely. takes the right person to bring it out. It true. just takes the right person to bring it out. You know, um, and then as I uh, as I matured and got in, into metaphysics. Mm -hmm. I, and that, that was part of metaphysics was, of course, you know, yoga and energy work and, and studying of, of African spiritual systems and Eastern spiritual systems and meditation, et cetera. Uh, and then it, it really kind of culminated with me with getting formal studies in terms of, of metaphysics and, and uh, energy, holistic, holistic healing, really focusing on energy medicine with Reiki master, teacher, certification they're working with ethereal crystals and working with shambhala energies working with kundalini energies with my tantra certification hold time on. and pause can you just yeah kambala kundalini what's the difference i'm sorry kambala energy energy and kundalini energy what is uh, it, that, was, that was that was shambhala shambhala, shambhala okay. energy and yes. yeah shambhala and kundalini shambhala is basically uh a Shambhala energy is a multidimensional city on another, well, not city, a place on another plane that is populated by angels and ascended masters and light beings. And you can basically use energy from this place 
from the entities that are in that in that place to mm-hmm. heal on this plane and other planes. Wow. Um, so, and of course, Kundalini energy is our spark of life, which all of us have that keeps keeps us alive and allows us uh, to um, have is action. Is that the same force. thing like your chi? Uh, it is, but it's it's a it's a it's a little bit it is, but it's a little bit different. It's almost like your chi is the crude oil, and the kundalini is the gas. Okay. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a little bit different. Yeah, but it's okay. very similar. It's very similar. Very similar. Okay. Yeah. So you're, so you're looking to is just a different, um, I guess, byproducts, so to speak, right. and a right. different levels. Right that yes. can be um, harnessed. Yes, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. So when I, when I, in studying energy medicine, uh, I noticed that in all these Reiki classes and these chakra classes and all this stuff I was taking, that there was, there was very little attention being given to our lower chakras. So for those that are listening, a real quick thing about chakras, chakras, chakras exist on the assumption that we are energetic beings first mm-hmm. and we have a physical shell. So mm-hmm. it's funny so, that you say that. I'm glad, uh, not to yeah. cut you off real quick, but that's, that goes back to so many different things. But you remember sure. Matrix? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You remember when hey, um, they were talking about we're basically little Dura cells? Right. And they were little talking about we're cells, basically right. yeah. little batteries. Mm-hmm. And exactly. they were talking about they're using us for our energy. They're using mm-hmm. us for for that yeah. piece, and so many people don't really don't really think about that deeply. Because like when I yeah. when I saw Matrix, the light bulb went off for me. Um, I'm not mm-hmm. even about to, not to not to derail the conversation, but I've always told people I was like, you know, energy can't be created nor destroyed. That's that's right. A, that's a law. Mm-hmm. All right. Sure. And then we talk. We 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 keep forgetting that what we're running on is energy. And yes, we have absolutely. to understand what our energy is saying, what our energy does. Um, right. Being an empath, I started piecing that together real quickly. And yes. you're able to see um, white wavelengths and their different vibes and the different auras mm-hmm. um, when sure. you come in contact with them. So it's sure. really dope that you say that um, because that's, that's like for me when it, it clicked. When I saw the Matrix, I was like, huh. And and then so many different things pieced together, but yeah, yeah. Go ahead, my bad, man. I just, it's just no, no, no. I think <laughs> I think that's a great I think that's a great interjection because uh, the matrix was was so tight on so many levels, and I think it was a very heady. It was a complex, yet it was it, it was exciting enough of a piece mm-hmm. to uh, you know get the masses with its you know martial arts and its excitement and sci fi action, but the underlings of it were so deep. The profundity was so profound. It was just, it was just beyond, and it was really mm-hmm. life changing. And again, that's you know, that's a type of project where that's going to be considered for decades, you know, mm-hmm. forever. I mean, the, the Matrix is going to elicit a certain response. So, mm-hmm. but um, back to what I was saying, and to your point, uh, Trip, there actually is um, there there certainly people believe that just as with the Matrix. You know, we as human beings can exist and can use or can can live off of. How can I say this? We can we can thrive or we can exist. We can move through the universe 
in our reality by living off of or being fueled by certain energies, i.e. emotions, right? Mm -hmm. And the idea is that you, we may be Im imprisoned and living in a certain prison if we are existing off of low emotions, anger, guilt, hatred, um, shame, um, and that there very well could be certain entities, hence the machines, back to the matrix, that could be being kept alive because we are fueling them mm -hmm. by operating through these lower emotions. Those lower emotions, those lower vibrations. Yes, those lower vibrations. That mm -hmm. There are certain entities that feed off of that, as a, that, can't, that can't feed off of higher emotions like mm -hmm. love, and freedom and joy and bliss and things like that. So, but that's a whole nother conversation, but I just wanted just to kind of, you know, speak to what you're talking to, but real quick, let me ask, let me go ahead and finish this thing about the chakras. So as you said, the human beings were, were considered, you know, batteries are in and of ourselves as, as energetic beings. And within us, we have many dozens of different types of chakras, but there are seven major ones from the root, which is, which exists as perineum, between the anus and the genitals, on up to the crown, which is just at the very top of your head. The mm -hmm. crown connects you to the heavens and, and the root connects you to the earth. And the root really deals with your sexual energy uh, and with your spark of life, the kundalini, that's where it sits. And then up above that next uh, are, you know, five between the root and the chakra that really correspond to different organs in the bodies of the body and also correspond to different operations and principles of the body. Now, what I realized was that all of these, you know, many of these, of these classes dealing with spirituality and metaphysics weren't dealing with the lower three chakras, with, which deals with your physical body and, and some, in some part, your sexual self. Mm -hmm. It's almost like that was taboo, like they were ashamed to talk about that too much. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, if you're talking about trauma, most people hold trauma uh, in their root and their sacral chakra. A lot of people do. So we've got to be able to address that. And that's what took me over to Tantra, uh, to start studying Tantra. Mm -hmm. And uh, because I, I realized that even for my own healing and for many, many people that I see, like I always say this. I don't know a person on this earth. I've never met a person that cannot benefit from some sort of sexual healing. Mm -hmm. I have yet, I have yet to meet that person. And it's because of the society that we live in. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause we're here in America. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, when I explore Tantra, just the way my mind works, I'm always looking to synergize things and it just made sense. Uh, wanting to, you know, release the hound, so to speak, in, in a safe and consensual environment of BDSM and com combine these energetic uh, principles and tools along with Tantra as well. So it just made sense to me. So what, at what point did you decide that you wanted to make this a lifestyle for yourself and not just something that you decided to just keep in your private, you know, everyday relationship side of life you know what made you decide that you know what i want to broaden this and and go out to the masses per se wow that's also a great question you know uh kiki i was really asked by some people to do some retreat work 
you know, to okay. present myself in retreats. And I have to uh, really give it up to <clears throat> Brian and Karen Craig um, of the Art of Sacred Sexuality Retreats. Uh, they've got a couple going on, coming up this year um, who were really instrumental in saying, you know, I was doing some things for them. And they, they said, well, what do you do? What else do you do? You know, and I forget, I forget actually what I, what, how we, no, I do know how we met. That's right, how we met. So they basically said, hey, you know what? Um, do you think you could do this as a presentation? You know, we have these retreats. I said, sure. And this was several years ago. Mm-hmm. So that's really kind of what brought me out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I did a uh, presentation at uh, Sex Down South several years ago. Of course, you know, that's with um, uh, Sister Marla Stewart. And her 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 friend, her partner, and I forget her partner's name. Oh, and I hate that I do. I want to say it's not Tia Marie. It's it's it is with a T. Trina, it, I can't remember her name. But anyway, two of them they put on a fabulous, fabulous a conference. Uh, so I started doing that, and and really by demand, by personal demand, really a lot of women and people were coming up to me, and they just really wanted to experience it. They really wanted to find out about it because. I've always said that um, I couldn't justify doing BDSM uh, and just stringing a sister up and just beating a sister, you know, uh, given, you know, seriously, you know, given what we've been through in this country, I just couldn't justify that for myself. I I couldn't justify that. You know, there had to be some, there would have to be some healing behind it. Absolutely. You know, Mm -hmm. Even if I am angry as a man and I've got some, I got some anger that I got to get out. Maybe I have some anger towards women. I may have that anger, but I still don't hate women. You know, mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. I got to go work some things out. Maybe a woman needs to work some things out. She's got some anger towards men. She's got to work some things out. Okay. But let's hope that she still loves men. Because in other words, your intention is to work some things out uh, in synergetic BDSM to then get back to a place of healing or to heal, oh, to heal. To, and to yeah, get back to the place of equilibrium yeah, mm-hmm. and homeostasis. You don't, you don't want to stay in a dark place. And I'm not saying that, you know, once you work these things out, but you just stop, you always, you can always continue, but I'm saying there, there may be some specific issues that you want to work out, which I think synergetic BDSM and other types of BDSM as well, but particularly synergetic BDSM, I think it's, it's, it's helpful with the intention component of that to, to help a person work through. Absolutely. I mean, I have to definitely agree with you on that, where if you use it in the context where it can be healing, like you say, it can, yeah. it can um, help generating those types of energies. You can yeah. definitely help somebody overcome so much. And you see, um, BDSM used in a therapeutic standpoint, um, yeah. where people who aren't who aren't hurt, they're not hurting other people. Um, right. But exactly. it takes it takes for that person who is being a practitioner to be in a place of, of healing as well, where they've, they've worked on some of their traumas, they worked on some of their their um, exactly worked on some of their things that they need to. Um, their shames and their their phobias. Absolutely. And they're not projecting yeah. that onto their partner. Um, unfortunately, exactly. there's there's a lot of the community who haven't really worked through that. And that's, that's unfortunate. Correct. 
I mean, it is what it, it is. It is. It is. That, that, and that, that's very well said, Trip. And I think that um, that, you know, unfortunate reality that many of us, uh, that unfortunate reality that many of us have not, uh, or that some of us have not worked through our stuff is just kind of human nature. You know, um, mm-hmm. some people just are not prepared to face certain things. Right. Um, you know, because it, it, it's tough. You know, it's easy mm-hmm. to blame other people. Mm-hmm. Very easy to sit up and blame other people. But once you take responsibility, I want you to say, okay, I'm the common denominator. If you, if you find yourself in a pattern and you say, okay, well, I'm the common denominator here. <laughs> hmm. People are not yeah. gonna say that. Yeah. People are not gonna say yeah. that. And blame is a is a security blanket. You know, yeah, it's, it's, it's it's a very good comfort place for a lot of people. Yeah. They want to stay right there, being able to blame someone. And like you said, the yeah. moment you start to take that blanket away and expose something, I mean, you, right. you're dealing with a lot. <laughs> you, are, <laughs> you know, they don't want to let it go. You are, and and what 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 I what I I want to impress upon those that may be questioning uh, taking responsibility for themselves is that when you take that responsibility for your actions in that moment, you have then therefore empowered yourself as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you, you, you've regained your power. Right. You've regained your power. And speaking of power, that is a way uh, that you can work out issues of power play and relationships, et cetera, in BDSM as well, is you can you can don a role, you can take a position, and with that consent that you build with your sub or your bottom or however you want to you know label yourselves, uh, you can work those things out. You can work those things out, you know. Um, and this, you know, I want to say this too: synergetic BDSM, and I think most forms of BDSM will, will, will people will tell you they're not married to a hetero normative construct it's lgbtq plus it's man woman it's transgendered etc it's it's woman woman man man you know if you got a heartbeat and you, and you can yeah, come around you're looking to do stuff you're good you can do it mm-hmm. yeah you can do it yeah. you can do it yeah so tell me a little bit about like what's a typical session with you okay let me be more specific what about let's just say a a one-on-one with the female what would that look okay. like? All right. Let me let me first say this: that there are a few components of synergetic BDSM that I want to talk that I want to mention real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is kind of some things that um, some things you also find in in regular BDSM, and some things are a little bit different. So the first one is you set an intention, and I always I always say this is really really important because the intention colors the action. In other words, if I am reprimanding you or spanking you or hitting you or whatever and I love you and I want you to get better or I'm trying to push you to release something, that's going to look a lot different than if I'm hitting you in pure anger because I hate you. Mm-hmm. That's going to look very different. So intention, energy cultivation and movement is the second principle. Uh, the third principle is sensual touch and we use sensual touch to open up the body uh, so the body can receive the stimulus. Mm-hmm. Um, then of course there is uh, there is the embrace and the hug. So I start with a tantra hug, which is very important because you want to. It's not just about the submissive 
submitting to the Dom, it's about the Dom also submitting to the submissive in terms of receiving them. So that they can Can you say that again? Take care of them. Sure, sure. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I, I think I think that men uh, and also uh, people that have a, um, a surplus of masculine energy kind of forget that, you know, what will actually heighten that masculine energy is more of a balance of your feminine as well. It will complement it. So if you're talking about uh, being aggressive or taking care of something or someone or, or protecting something or someone, you have to receive them to be open to how they need to be protected, to how they need to be cared for, to how they need to be uh, aggressed upon. You have, to, you have to be sensitive to them. You have to open yourself up to receive that person. If you're seeing them with a the shield the whole time and you've got your shield up, then you're not feeling that person as a dog. And if you're not feeling that person, then you don't know what, you're not going to be effective in terms of what they really need. You're not going to be effective. And therefore, you're not going to be an effective caretaker in that moment because you have completely blocked yourself in terms of being receptive to what they need. So you have to, because you have to read body signals, body language, breath, verbal cues. You just have to pick things up and you must be open to receive those signals. Okay. Wow. You okay over there? Um, you know, so you know what? Oh, I, 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 was, wanna, I was I caught up in everything he was saying. I was, I was feeling it. <laughs> I was lost. Uh, <laughs> I was like, we're having a moment, Lord. That's yeah. <laughs> I need a fan. That's that's good. That's that's what we want. We want, we want you to have plenty of moments. Um, let me let me finish answering your question, Kiki. So the other principle, of course. Uh, mission intention, energy cultivation, movement, central touch, impact play, of course, uh, is another one. Um, you know, being able to, again, use impact on the body to either remove blockages, disperse energy, or movement, or move it, okay. um, you know, with the energy cultivation movement. So there's, there are places that you, that you place your hands after you hit the body in certain places to actually move the energy along. And you have to know what to dance between the energy cultivation movement, central touch, and the impact play. There's a way to do all three to make the energy come alive in the body and then to move it based on the intention that you set forth. Okay. Um, so, you know, so for a woman who's going to have a session with me, we get through all the you know, signing of the documents and getting permission and we're on the same page and getting consent, that is absolutely done. You also go through a pre-session with me. You go through an energetic clearing, a regular energetic clearing session first because you need to get used to me. I need to get used to you. That's on a separate day. And I kind of show you the tools on that day. I have you sit on the horse, kind of get on the horse, see how these tools and things feel for you, see if you still want to do it. And then we do the actual BDSM session. Because some folks think that they're ready, but they're not. <laughs> I was getting visuals, like, they sit on the horse, I ain't ready, I ain't ready. That's Look, right, that's right. 
Uh, Some folks think that they're ready, but they're not. And mo- <laughs> most are, most are. But what happens is that with this technique, uh, there is a chance that either, well, three things, three things are possibilities. Number one, the person won't feel much. The person may be holding on to some stuff. They may be a little shut down. It happens. That's fine. The second thing is that they may become very aroused and they have an orgasm. And there may, may, there may be various levels of arousal. That's fine. Mm-hmm. They may be aroused and not have an orgasm. That's fine. Mm-hmm. The third thing is they may really be uncomfortable afterwards. They, it may be great during. They may be uncomfortable afterwards. And now all of a sudden, they're going into the blame game. And those things that they have refused to face in themselves come to the surface. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so that work that you were talking about, Trip, that most people don't want to do that, you know, Kiki, we mentioned here. With this work, BDSM is actually a very, very powerful tool of shadow work. Yeah. So those things that we try to hide about ourselves, mm-hmm. those things that we tended to deny, those things that we don't like, those things that we wish we could get past. Mm-hmm. BDSM can be a very powerful tool to bring those things to the surface because everything is locked in the body that, so that we can now expel them from the body. Yep. So, Absolutely. you know, you have to be skilled in, in, in ushering a person through that process. They can't just stop once something comes up, once a thought of a trauma or once their anger towards men or women or whatever comes up, you've got to help them usher that out and take that on out of the body and expel it from the body. You don't just stop there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, these are three things that come up. So, you know, I try to do things on the front end to make the session as easy as possible and let the person know, the woman that I'm working with know that they are in a safe space. They are in a safe space. You are being cared for. I am responsible for you in this moment, in this session. I've got you wherever you want to go. I've got you. So that, that, that whore, that sacred whore or slut or whatever you want it to be, bring her up. I want her. I got you. I want to see her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let it All go. This, this tigress, let it go. These, these, these things you, that you think are quote unquote nasty. I want you to say them. I want to hear them. I want you to embody them. Just bring it on out. Because I believe that we hide ourselves far too much right. in regular society. This and we true. have no space to release them. So then what happens is it's a pressure cooker and things end up coming out in uncontrollable ways. Mm-hmm. And we, we end up showing, you know, in a very unhealthy ways. Absolutely. And in an in, inappropriate way, uh, in a, in inappropriate ways mm-hmm. and or inappropriate ways and in places that are not appropriate either. So if you can control your desires and meet them and actually engage with them and integrate them, then you have then all of a sudden once again you have empowered yourself. You have empowered yourself. So your desires and things are no longer a big issue because you've met them face on, you met them head on. And you said, okay, I got you. We can do this, but only when I say so. Mm-hmm. Only when I say so in this space. So it's very important. I first make sure that the woman is very, very at ease, at peace. We start with a hug. We start with central touch. You know, we do some breathing. Uh, and then we get into the impact play, the energy cultivation. And then we also end with a hug. 
and with a hug. And part of that hug, part of that negotiation in the beginning, just to backtrack real quick in terms of the consent, is we set an intention for the scene. And an intention could be something like, okay, I just want to, I want to just lose, I, I want to, I want, I have an issue with control. So the intention would be that something to be, the affirmation would be something to the effect of, you are a goddess. Um, and safe at all times or something like that. You are a goddess standing in your power in all, at all times. In other words, whether you give, if you get, whether you give consent or not, you, you know, in your, in your act of giving consent for this scene, you are still powerful and you are still in your goddesshood. There's nothing that's going to harm you. Gotcha. So we set something like that as, as an intention. Wow, that's awesome. That that's wow. <laughs> All right, thank you. Yeah, it <laughs> thank is, you. It's something you know, something to think about, and you know, it's a lot to consider because it it sounds pretty deep, actually. Yeah. You know, to free yourself from a lot of things that you've been carrying around for most of your adult life, um, to let that stuff go. That's yeah, that's major. That's major. It is, and it, it requires a decision. You know, uh, really, what it is is people really making a decision, and that's root chakra stuff. Root, the root chakra deals with choices, mm -hmm. meaning like mm. fight or flight. Whoa. So, are you? Yeah, are you going to make a choice to fight and fight through this, or are you going to make a choice to hide and run away again in dealing with these issues? Mm -hmm. So, we really just need to make a choice, and the right choice that's going to lead us through. Uh, the forest through the fire and on the other side where there is a grassy knoll and sunshine, you know. Um, and the good thing about BDSM too is that it's one of the few shadow work methods where although you're dealing with heavy stuff, it can be extremely sexual. So it could still be like a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. A exactly. lot of fun. Yeah, you know, for most people, it is. Yeah, a of, uh, just a lot of work. There's a lot of fun and reward. Yeah, right. Well, exactly. Exactly. What so, do you find are some of your biggest challenges? Um, definitely. Um, a lot of you know, not a lot. I'm not going to say a lot because that's not true. Um, some women come to me and they and they're and they're shut down and they 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 haven't made a decision to trust. They haven't really made a decision to uh, let go. So that can be a challenge. That can be a challenge. And uh, it's funny. I was asked on a, uh, another interview last month. You know, how do you get a sub to do that? You know, and. The fact of the matter is that the sub still has to make the decision, whether it's man or woman, yeah. they still have to make the decision it's on their choice. own. So yeah, it's their choice. You can't force them to do anything. But as a dom, as a top, whether you're a man or woman, the best thing you can do is again, create a safe space to give them a reason to want to submit to the moment and to you in that moment. To okay. feel so comfortable that mm -hmm. they'll do that. Go ahead. And and, uh, and to to piggyback and to add on to that for for people <clears throat> to understand, you know, submission is a gift. Submission is it a is. gift that 
the submissive gives to the dominant or the well, bottom gives to to the top. So you well, have said. to you have to understand that that is their their they control yeah. that and they have that power in that exchange. And that's what makes it so beautiful. And that's what makes it a part of that energy work is that they're, they're transfer it's an energy transference. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. And when you understand that, you understand a deeper level, a deeper element to how this works, how this play can evolve into the energy um, manifestation that, that Lord Vesper is talking about. So when you're truly doing your job as a top or a dominant, you're cognizant of that energy and that energy exchange and that gift, and you don't take submission um, lightly. You don't take Thank that you. fleeting. It's, it's something that you, you hold dear and you want to protect. So it's like right. you know, the fact that this person trusts me, you know, right. I need to make sure that I'm doing everything in my power to protect them. That's right. Very well so said, we're gonna, we're gonna Very go well ahead said. And, and dive into some things and we're going to get into some places and that those places may be scary once we start really uncovering um, a lot of the trauma that, that Lord Vesper is talking about. But I'm here to, to see you through it. That's right. You know, I'm here to help you process through it. Um, that's why aftercare is very important. That's um, right. And you need to make sure that you're talking to your bottom or your submissive yeah. about what aftercare um, elements are important and essential to them. That's right. Well Sorry. said, well said, well said. You know, there's something that, um, that is said in, in relationships, you know, kind of when you're, you're courting, you know, and, and it's, it's like, give someone a reason, you know, give them a reason to want to be with you or to follow you. You know, as a leader, give 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 them a reason. If exactly. people are not following you, have you given them a reason to do so? Right. You know, right. if they don't trust you, have you given them a reason to do so? It's because uh, you're asking saying, me to be my most vulnerable with exactly. you. Exactly. And, you know, I need to know why, you know, That's what's right. my motivation? <laughs> what are you going to get out of this? Absolutely. Yeah, what are you going to exactly. get out of this? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. What are you going to get out of this? Yeah. It's, 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 it's extremely... It's a very deep uh, and uh, profound, but sometimes uh, subtle, um, and at the same time powerful relationship. It's a very, um, it's, uh, it's a word I'm looking for, and I can't think of the word right now, but it is really, it's, it's a communion. It's, it's, it's a communion of the souls and the spirit. It's, it's a dance. It's a very, very profound dance. And uh, it, it, it doesn't work if either party is not willing to be vulnerable. Mo both have to be vulnerable in that moment. Mm -hmm. you know, both have so, to be vulnerable in that moment. Okay, so Lord Vesper, I, I need to ask you a more personal question. I hope you don't mind. Sure. So how, when you're doing this work, how do you keep from, how do you not form bonds with people that you're working with. Does that make sense? How are you not allowed, how do you keep yourself from not becoming, you know, emotionally or physically attached to someone that you're working with because you are entering a very sacred space with another person? Because when you're talking about, at least from what I know, I, Tripp used to call me vanilla. I'm not as vanilla as I used to be. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> I've come a long way. So, you know, in my mind, oh. like you, when you're intertwining sexuality with someone, you know, that's intimacy. So how do you keep from 
you know, how do you keep that fine line there? You know, how do you not cross that? You know, that's just a personal question. You know, how, sure. how do you do the work and keep it work and not make it personal? That's, that's, a, that's a very, very good question. Um, and that has been asked to me uh, a few times, particularly by women. Um, and I think part of it is just my training as an energy worker. You know, you're dealing with some very uh, intimate details of people's lives. And you have to realize that, okay, you know, this is not, in those spaces, this is not about me, but this is about them as a client. I got to give them what they need, mm-hmm. you know? So, you, you know, in that moment, in those sessions, you're focusing on them. Mm-hmm. Admittedly, you know, so I'm, kinda, so I'm used to that. I'm used to detaching myself in that fashion because you also don't want to go on the, on the roller coaster that your client is going on as well. Mm-hmm. Because then there's, there's two people on the roller coaster and there's no conductor. Right. So you both are gone. You both right. are gone. Right. Um, I will say this. Admittedly, BDSM is a different, is a bit of a different construct. The okay. BDSM practitioner, the top or the dom, is, is, is in part, and this is what I mean by it straddles kind of defense here, straddles both worlds and is in gray area, a bit of a gray area, is doing this in, in part because they enjoy doing this, mm-hmm. meaning, meaning arousal. So there's not that much of a detachment. In t- there isn't as much of a detachment of getting something out of it as there is if you're coming to me and we are doing non-intimate work. You know, uh, one thing I tell clients off the top, and this is about being honest, I say, listen, you may feel an erection. You may feel me, you know, you may feel an erection behind you, this and that, but just know that just because you feel an erection or something from me doesn't mean that I'm going to violate the guidelines that we set forth and violate your boundaries. That's mm-hmm. still not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you, you talk in a way like I don't, I don't have slaves or anything like that. I don't own slaves and things like that. So, mm-hmm. but what it's you have to do is talk in a way. <laughs> yeah. It's a whole nother thing. Yeah. And, and it requires, a, it requires a ton of, of, of energy and time that I just simply don't have. Oh my gosh. It does. You know, yeah, it's, it's just, I don't have that. I don't, I don't want that, you know, but so I make it clear, you make it clear that this is um, in this moment, number one, this is in this moment. You also make it clear that yes, I'm helping to facilitate this, but you are still carrying through with the healing. And if the person doesn't believe me, I can say, listen, I can't make you heal. So if you tell me right. you don't want to heal, then guess what? You're not going to heal. So therefore, right. that suggests that you have the power. Okay? So right. meaning that you don't have to have me to do this all the time. Absolutely. Mm. You don't have to. You can, you can choose someone else. And if they, you know, they, you know, probably need to come and, and, and you know, either do couples or workshops with me to, to, you know, a few things about it. But they can walk away. And they can do most of what I can do with you. And you often be doing these things together. And particularly if a couple comes to me, as couples have, mm-hmm. um, the, just based on their connection, they are probably going to have a quite a profound uh, session or sessions when they decide to go down this road because of the connection that's, that's already been established. Mm-hmm. So well, I guess what I'm saying here is that it's important to pull yourself again out of the picture as a dom or a top, so that the person knows that they they don't need to solely rely on you. Even with my energetic clients doing typical energy work, mm-hmm. uh, I say my goal 
is to get you to be autonomous. My goal is to get you so you don't need to come back to me. Right. So if I'm still doing work with you and it's five years down the line, and what I mean is, is consistent work. Like if we're still seeing each other every week for five years straight, then I'm doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. This, I, I'm not empowering you and I'm not equipping you right. to stand on your own two feet. And that's a problem. You know, that's a problem. So I, cause I've got to get you sovereign. I've got to get you empowered and sovereign because there's no better healer for us than ourselves. That's right. Uh, you know, so I'm trying to jumpstart that healing, you know, with you to get you to that place. Where your healing is in on automatic in your own body and your own your own divine energy and divine spirit takes over. Okay. Yeah. So when you talk to people and you tell them what you do, like what do they? How do they normally react to you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, it's funny. I had a, I had a partner of mine tell me one day. He said, "Hey, man." He said, "You know, uh, uh, I, I I just don't think you should tell these women what you do, man. You know, I, I just don't, you know, I mean, I, I would just withhold that." I wouldn't tell him, you know, off the top. I said, well, I said, I see what you're saying. Now, this particular friend of mine is quite conservative. He's quite conservative. And I said, I want you to understand, though, that um, I'm not conservative like you are, meaning that I get no enjoyment uh, from being around other people that, from, from, from engaging intimately with a person who's super conservative. So I'm also, I said, I'm not trying to hide who I am. I'm just not trying to do that. So there, and I will, I also always say this, there are ways. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. That's right. Um, Mm -hmm. And I've always said that. I've always said that. So, you know, in appropriate spaces, I will tell people that I'm an intimacy coach is what I will say. Mm -hmm. I'm an intimacy coach and I work with, you know, couples and singles and I do workshops if they want to know more, I will tell them more about it. Um, I feel good about what I do because I know that at the end of the day, it's about healing. It's about healing and it's about joy and it's about arousal. And I mm-hmm. think all of us need as much of that in our lives as we can get. So Absolutely. sometimes people, <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> sometimes people kind of balk and they kind of, you know, may giggle or whatever. And, you know, but I haven't had too much of an issue. But I, I, I will say this. I do kind of have to... Um, separate and I wish I didn't have to do this but I realized that I did when you're talking about corporate America mm-hmm. you know I do have to separate what I do in corporate America from this you right. know unfortunately right. right um so that's just reality I tried to fight it for years and I said I, I just can't I gotta do this so you know that's interesting because we you know, yeah, we still live in a puritanical society, and I'm also right. a critical one too. So, yeah, it is what it is. I'd be like, "Fuck it, I, I do." That's why I'm not even allowed to. Ain't so true. Yeah, I'd be like, "Fuck it," I'd be like, "Look, you, if you ask, I'm gonna tell you." And it's so funny. Yeah. I, it's to the point now, but I, I think it's also the people I work with. We're more creative. They're a little more. Um, a little more open, a little more, more open, liberal, liberal. Yeah, absolutely, more progressive, liberal, so, um, absolutely. They may not be to the point where where I am yet. Mm-hmm. It's not as shocking. So you know, right. people at my job know about the podcast. Um, some Excellent. people very good. listen to the podcast. Um, very good, you know, very good. People know about my lifestyle and things of that nature, and 
a lot of times, I, I guess for me is to to spark that or plant that seed, so mm-hmm. to speak. To you may not necessarily come all the way on board, but it may be something you did know at first, and now that seed has been planted. And exactly. Now all of a sudden, you may eventually, even if it's 10, 15 years down the road, it may eventually grow into a little seedling or something. But that's right. I'm not gonna shy away and shy who I am, um, just because you may Thank be you. more rigid. Exactly. You know, I, like I said. We do we do a lot of hiding as it is. We do too much hiding as it is. No more of that. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and it's so funny because I've I've always been about not doing my best not to hide after reading um, Souls of Black Folk and and, mm-hmm. and reading you know the fact that we wear a veil. You know, we have that veil mm-hmm. that we wear as as, as African Americans people of the diaspora. And you sitting here like right, I got to tiptoe and and, and and do certain things in corporate world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. or at school yeah. and when I get home and cause it was it was real for me when I got home I can you know I can talk the shit and, and, and shoot the shit with the fellas and the friends and we can talk a certain way but then when I'm in, I'm in school I gotta talk and act a certain way what's that called exactly. what's that word when you act a certain code way switch. Code, code switch switching. Yeah. Yes. Code switch yeah that's it yeah. Um, so what is it, what, is it, what is it called I forget say it again code switching code switching interesting mm-hmm. yes yeah. And so I do my best to, to be me. I've, I've had to work a lot on being me and being comfortable with me. And I've gotten to the point where I'm going to be comfortable with me and you may not be comfortable. That's just not my problem. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's I tell right. people, if yeah. you're going to rock with me, you're going to have to learn to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Absolutely. And I know Absolutely. Keith can tell you that off the, off the muscle. There's a lot of conversations we have. She's like, ooh, trip, ooh. Yes, I know. But that's I mean, but that's because, you know, admittedly I am a little more on the conservative side. You know, listening to you talk about, you know, um hiding. I'm t- I'm sitting here thinking about myself and I'm like, you know, is it is it hiding because I don't share as much? Like Tripp is a share. He doesn't care. He tells whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm kind of, the, you know, I'm not going to say the extreme opposite, but I don't share unless you're, it's worth it to me to share. I don't think that I'm hiding anything. No. It's just that I'm, I'm not a volunteer. I don't volunteer it. But if you ask me, I'll tell you. But, you know, I don't just <laughs> trip and just be like, yeah, so by the way, look, this is what I do. You know, and I'm just like, that's so not me. That's just so... That doesn't mean you're, you're hiding, Kiki. <laughs> right. That's why yeah. I, I was just thinking yeah. about it. You know, I was just kind of, you know, anal- doing some self-analyzing as we're having the conversation and just kind of yeah. putting myself into some of the, you know, things that, you know, Lord Vesper is talking about and things that we're discussing and just seeing, you know, I'm just touching base. I'm just trying to see, do I do these things? You know, right, is there something right, about sure, sure. that I need? Do I need to be set free from some things? I mean, you know, I'm just, I'm analyzing. <laughs> I'm checking in. I'm checking I in. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But, you know, here, here's the beauty of, of this, um, of what I call um, alternative culture or subcultures. And I and perhaps, perhaps we're getting to a point where that, those terms will, will be, uh, antiquated but and they may they may already be um but you know you get to create your own reality mm-hmm. you know a lot of uh the issues that people who do bdsm or quote-unquote alternative ways of loving or being or whatever is that vanilla 
culture, i.e. mainstream culture, is cookie cutter. Everyone is expected to do the same thing. So I try to encourage people when I do my workshops and when I speak to not inherit or adopt these conservative viewpoints of mainstream culture in the guise of alternative culture. In other words, don't say, oh, you're not a real BDSM practitioner because you don't do this and do that and do that. Right. Yeah, let, let's stop. Let's allow people to be free and let's allow people to express themselves the way they want to express themselves. So what you're just telling me, Kiki, is just kind of who you are. You know, we are all different. We all have levels of, of how we want to conduct our privacy. We all have levels of how we want to conduct our intimate lives and our, and our sexual lives. And it is what it is. You know, just mm-hmm. let it be what it is. Just be true to you. You know, That's but right. I think you, I think, you you know, what you said, you know, was, was profound in terms of just kind of checking in and saying, okay, why do I do what I do? Do I do it because I'm conditioned or do I do it because um, I'm just not a talker? I just don't want to talk. You know, mm-hmm. I'm a pretty private person. I'm not going to post a lot of pro- my personal private stuff on Facebook. That's not right. me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's never been me. You know, um, I have, I don't have a whole lot of friends. I have a few good, good friends, people mm-hmm. that I can absolutely rely on. And I feel mm-hmm. blessed for that. So that's just how I am. So it's about really finding who you are mm-hmm. and being at peace with it and just working that. That's right. Finding your village. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I have to ask, so I know what you do, but again, this is another personal question. I ask a lot of questions. I'm sorry, because, you know. That's what I'm here for. No worries. That's what I'm here for. You know, he liked to joke about me being so vanilla, but like I said, I've come so far. I mean, I've come so far, Laura Vesper. Look, I have to brag on myself that I just admitted, it's probably been about two years now that I'm a masochist. Like, I finally admitted Ah, that. Very interesting. Okay. You know, that's me. And And I don't care. Felt the yeah. weight just lift off your shoulders when you yes, said it. Yes, it was very liberating. <laughs> but you know, my question: What is your what's your personal kink? I mean, I know what you do and what you enjoy, but is that your personal kink too? Um. All right. So I think you have kinks in many different areas, and and I, you know, I'm not going to list all of them, but let's see here. Uh. And you know. I will, I will also admit this. I think in the world of kink, I think that I'm pretty vanilla too. Uh, you know, I don't, you, you, really, I mean, I, I really, I really believe that. Maybe not. Let me explain. Once you really understand the world of kink and how deep and dark it can go, mm-hmm. yeah. when you take stuff like BDSM.org test, um, oh no, it's BDSMtest.org, yeah. and you yeah, start yeah. answering, when you first like, it's so funny yeah. to have, like, um, I was telling Kiki, I'm establishing a kinky poly community in Charlotte. Yeah. And so we're meeting people, getting Very good. Very together, good. Um, started a, a group, a meetup, we're doing a group meet. Excellent. And so we're telling people, you know, start, you know, if you're, if you're, if you identify and you're thinking you're wanting to find out if you're kinky or not, take this test. And so when you originally take the BDSMtest.org, when you when you are like fresh and you're a newbie, you might have a lot of one hundreds, a lot of ninety eight, ninety nines, because you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's me. Ooh, I want to be right. tied up. Right, right, right. I want to be choked. I want to. And then when you get into the lifestyle, you like, ooh, yeah. 
Right. Wait, I ain't ready. I ain't ready. I'm not ready. I am that. not yeah, ready. I'm not ready. I'm not oh, ready. you mean I need to wear a gas mask? <laughs> <laughs> and, and full body weight. <laughs> right. And and I can only breathe through a hole. You know what? No. Exactly. Oh, no, I may not be as far yeah. into this as I thought I was. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because you want to stick me with what? Right. Exactly. Right. right. <laughs> And I oh, find no. a lot of central um, practitioners of BDSM aren't as deep and dark. Um, yeah. You know, and not to say that yep. you can't be sensual and deep and dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. just yeah, yeah. it's yeah. just usually, you know, when you when you talk to a lot of people with sensual um, BDSM practitioners, they're in it, they're about the life. I mean, they're they're there's no yeah. mistaking they're not vanilla. Mm-hmm. We just know yeah. We're, there's a lot more to this that isn't right. necessarily our thing. Like, I'm not in the scat play. There's no part of me that is in the scat play. But I know right, a lot right. of no pro doms who, you know, they, they scat for pay. <laughs> and Yeah, I, I, I'd be a no on that as well. That's a, that's a hard <laughs> no for me. <laughs> that's a hard no. <laughs> there's the there's no part. amount of money. There's no amount no, of sir. degradation. No, sir. There's no <laughs> amount of hypocrisy. No, sir. That I'm looking to to go to I'm good. I am unable to comply. I'm not. not. (laughs) So, so when you when you said that, like I get it, because you're like, yeah, yeah, no, you know what? Let me take this test over again, because I got to change some of these answers. (laughs) 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 And this is real. It's real. You know, I am I am now educated. I got it. Okay. Yeah. When you realize what's out there, you realize okay. I'm just. It's like the more you know, the realize the more you don't know. The the more you know, the realize the more you don't do. You know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know. I I don't do all that. Okay. I guess I'm just not as all that as I thought. Um. You know. So I don't answer your question, Kiki. You know, one thing I have is I have a breast fetish. I do have a breast fetish. I like large natural breasts. I, and I like breasts cannot large natural breasts cannot be too big. They just can't be too big. Wow. Um, yeah. Um, I I like spanking as well. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, that's, that's yeah. Spanking and hair pulling. Yep. Mm-hmm. And spanking and hair pulling. Check, um, check. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, I like him, Trip. I like him. Keep going, keep you know, going. <laughs> I, I like I like I like juicy jiggly booties. I like, you know, j- jiggly booties. I like that. Hey. Over, that's great. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> um I'm I'm gonna leave the kinks there. I'm I'm gonna leave the kinks there and let let folks, you know, those who want to imagine, they can imagine the rest. I'm I'm gonna leave it there for now. That's good. Uh, that's I will say uh, yeah, that's I think that's a good that's a good little you know little little drop in the bucket there for people, but I will say this: the reason that I don't use a lot of uh, tools and things like that beyond you know the paddles, saddle crops, floggers, by hand, things like that, is because I'm more interested in the energetics of it that can pr- be produced with the human body. You know, I, I want to go deep in terms of that. Intimacy. Yeah, in terms of intimacy and that deep, deep exploration in terms of spirit into, you know, space. I, I want, I'm looking for that, you know, and if you, you know, I, I don't want to be so concerned about, 
you know, grabbing instrument 35 for this and that, because that's going to take me out of that connection in, in the space and that, in that space with my, with my sub. So I want to see how deep we can go into the, um, vastness and the infinite space of energetic reality, you know, and the levels in metaphysical space. So I'm looking for that. So that's, that's what I'm, I'm looking to do with each. If I have the sub that can allow that journey to happen, it can be a, a supremely profound session. Um, I mean, it, you can just go to places that it's not only, you're not only inducing subspace, but you know, I've gone into top space as well. Yeah. And it's really, really interesting <laughs> for the flow. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. That's awesome. That is awesome. Okay. Wow. So what do you, what do you, what's, what's next for you? Like, what do you want to take your, you know, what you do and how you do what you do? What's the next level for you? Um, I'm working on a book right now for Synergetic BDSM. Okay. Uh, so yeah, working on a book. Um, and looking to, there's some other things too uh, that that I'm looking to roll out that that deal with um, uh, that that really deal with uh, further exploration in terms of BDSM and just and just in terms of the body and in, in, in regard to this beautiful instrument that we have and the things that it can do. I mean, we're we're finally because I believe that finally science is starting to recognize what the spiritualists and gurus and indigenous African and indigenous, uh, indigenous Eastern uh, spiritual systems of the world have been knowing for thousands of years mm -hmm. of the power of ESP, the power of psychic abilities, the power of astral travel, the power mm -hmm. of intentional healing uh, through energy, and the, the power of energetics through the body. Um, I think there's so much to do with that. So that, that's also, I've got some things in the works on that as well. So um, you, you mentioned something, you said astral, what did astral you say? Travel. Astral travel, astral travel, astral projection. It's really just kind of the, the body uh, going to a different plane of existence and, and your consciousness kind of, you know, consciousness is really not localized. So that's a whole other discussion, but it's, it's taking your consciousness to a different place on a different plane. So let's and there, there. There, there's a debate about astral traveling, really where you're going. Hmm? Let's go there. I, I want to I take it there. Let's let's get a little deeper real quick. Let's let me put my toe in the water. Let's 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 jump in. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's a really interesting topic. Right. It is. That's why I caught my attention. So when you said yeah. it, I was like, wait a minute. You know, um, is it something you've experienced, or or you know, um, what's your t what's your stance on it? Well, I think it happens, but what I'm not clear on in terms of astral travel is exactly, um. Exa how, how to exactly get to the astral plane with intention and what it absolutely is. You know, I, I'm, I'm, you know, because you can, you can travel somewhere and you weren't necessarily traveling on the astral plane. It's almost like, um, I think the, I think astral travel has become a ubiquitous word and, mm. and it's like okay. Reiki. You know, people talk about Reiki. Oh, he, he was energy medicine. That's Reiki. He's like, that's energy medicine, but that's not Reiki. You know, mm -hmm. a Reiki is really kind of something more specific. Reiki is a universal God force energy that comes from the top down to the bottom. 
and it's a feminine it's a feminine energy uh so i I just still got some a lot of questions and some a lot of research that I still be dealing with in regard to astral traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead, I mean, Jim. I, I, I thought yeah, go ahead. I, I mean, that's train of thought uh, thought of. But no, you're good. You're good. You mentioned feminine energy, mm-hmm. and I remember um, I was talking to a brother, um, and we got into a discussion because he was like, "I don't think you can denote." Um, gender with energy so i mentioned i heard you mention the energy and you mentioned masculine energy earlier mm-hmm. why do you think that there's a difference between the two okay so so it comes it comes down to the function and and i want to be clear here so we're not talking about gender here mm-hmm. we're talking about we're talking about the function of something that makes it masculine or feminine so let me just throw out some uh, let me throw out some descriptions for masculine versus feminine. So, and and what it means is that a a, a male or female body, each you know gender, and there's really there, we're discovering now there's obviously more than just two. That's a whole other discussion as well. But that whether you're masculine or whether you're male or female, you can house both masculine and feminine energies, mm-hmm. and we all do simultaneously anyway. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But so. Uh, feminine energy, meaning that feminine energy is, is, is tends to be uh, softer. It tends to be more magnetic. Um, in terms of Reiki, it tends to take a little bit longer to integrate with the body. Um, That's interesting. Yeah, and I think I think in that way though that it tends to be a little deeper and more profound. That's just kind of me. That's my take on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, masculine energy is where feminine feminine energy is magnetic masculine energy is is electric and active so while feminine energy may draw may have a component of itself that draws stuff to it uh masculine energy is active and it goes and it gets it acquires um it is penetrating more quickly it's aggressive um Mm Uh, let's see. Well, feminine energy protects too. Uh, it, it, um, it's, yeah, I think, I think I can kind of leave that there. It's a light as opposed to feminine energy that's dark. I can say that as well, that in light and dark are not meant as synonyms for good and evil. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about light, uh, in terms of revealing Mm -hmm. because, uh, and then the feminine energy is uh, things are cloaked, or you're talking about the abyss, or the 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 expanse of pre-manifestation. So, feminine energy having things that are that are birth have yet to manifest, and then masculine energy, the light where things have manifested. So building, so gestation versus building and manifesting. That's another component of masculine versus feminine energy. So say that as well. Well, I, I definitely agreed with them. Um, and I was sitting here thinking um, of, uh, I guess, for me, um, to kind of piggyback on what he was saying, because I definitely see for feminine energy, it, it is more nurturing. It is softer. It's, it's more of, um, 
it's almost like he said, it is like a magnetic attraction. Um, and yet with masculine energy, it's a little more forceful. It's, it's not even a little, it's, it can be more forceful. It can sure. be more um, aggressive, like he said. And the wavelengths, is, is you feel a different vibe. And for yeah. me, it's, it's like you said, we're, we all house both um, forms of energy. And it, yeah. the first thing that came to my mind was the yin and yang symbol, sure. where they're, they're in constant coexisting um, with one, uh, one another. And anytime one is doing more than the other, you're out of balance. And so it's necessary to, to make sure you're getting in touch with that light or that dark, um, the push or the pull. And so the, the, your, your energy within yourself balances out and you're not, um, I guess, pushing into others with um, the residue. Um, yeah. So, so it, was, it was pretty dope to what you're saying because I definitely agree. And that's one of the things I was um, explaining to the brother that it's not a gender, like you're thinking about um, sexuality. It's more right. of um, a characteristic. It's almost like understanding um, the energy of creation and destruction. Uh-huh. You know, those two, right. different, those two different energies. And exactly. you say one is, I mean, when you're looking at, you know, creation seems to be more feminine. You know, women give birth, women carry life, things of that nature. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then when you look at just the history of humankind, man destroy, <laughs> man. <laughs> I mean, that's a simplistic view. Yet, to, to make my point, you're able to see the different characteristics of those energies. Mm-hmm. Right, um, and they exactly. live, they exist in each one of us, and that's that duality piece. And Absolutely. so, there's so much about um, whether it's um, yin and yang or chakras and root systems and energy work and things that our ancestors have known for centuries and eons mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. we've kind of slid to the side because of modern medicine and understand sure. instead of understanding that. We still need to keep this information about um, the astral and the energy and, and, and chakras and apply it with the modern medicine. So that right. way we have Absolutely. a balance. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. Where you're not just saying, hey, I have cancer, go eat yeah. some tree bark. No, I mean, we may need to do yeah. some radiation, but then let's also yeah. find some natural remedies to heal your body after that radiation. Yeah, so that and, and, you're, you're doing both. Wait, go ahead, brother. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, uh, to interrupt no, you. Fine. I thought you were finished my phone. Um, and what you're talking about there is really integrative medicine. And there are a lot of doctors uh, that are coming up here um, that are actually really looking at more integrative medicine where they are marrying allopathic medicine, traditional Western mm-hmm. techniques and medicine with Eastern. And, uh, you know... It, people who just really are married to one or the other without, you know, mixing the two at all, I, I, I really kind of steer away from because I think it's, I think it's ultimately about integration, just like you were saying about the yin and yang, you know, mm-hmm. we both have both of those energies within us. And, you know, it's, 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 I think what makes us different too is that 
my 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 state my state of harmony may be and i'm just throwing numbers out there they don't mean anything my state of harmony for my, me and my body and my energetic structure may be a 70 30. it may be 70 feminine 30 masculine that may be my balance you know for someone else's balance it may be 50 50. for someone else's balance it may be something else you know because of what they're put here to do in terms of function i think the idea is that we need to be able to access what what whichever energies we need and if you look at archetypes archetypes are a great way to break down and see masculine and feminine energy in action uh, but be able to use hmm? what do you mean what i mean what in terms of archetypes yeah okay so for instance in tantra and there are many many archetypes so archetype being like apollo zeus you know apollo oh, okay, is uh, Zeus, you know, the king, the leader, et cetera, Diana, the moon, right. um, you know, uh, uh, emotions, or, you know, those things. So if you look in various cultures, you know, the Greeks, et cetera, um, you'll find archetypes. And there are dozens. There are dozens. But you can break it down to four each. And it's kind of what I tend to do with my clients. I have, I give them an assessment of, of four uh, archetypes, each masculine and feminine. Um, but that'll give you kind of a description of of really uh where you are and just and just in your ability to access each masculine or feminine energy and their purpose and function when you need it in other words the thing i say with men is we've still got to learn to be nurturing now that nurturing energy for men may look a little bit different than it does for women uh, because of the of the of the structure that that energy is speaking through, speaking through a man, a a, a male may look different than when it speaks through a female. That's, That's fine. Very interesting. Very interesting. You know, Go but ahead. yeah, but but we've still got to be able to to use that energy of nurturing. We've still got to be able to do that. You know, when called upon. If you can't, then you're going to be operating. Uh, with a with a less than 100% capacity, there's something that you're going you're not going to be able to do. Now it could it, it can very well be that other people can do that better than you. That's fine, that's fine. But be able to do it to a to a certain degree at least, uh, because if we can't do that as men, if we can't operate that you know in our emotions ever as men, we'll break. You know, we need to be not like a piece of steel, but we need to be like a piece of bamboo. Wow, that's that's good. Where we're flexible. Yes, that's so. Man, strong. I need you to say that for the men in the back. Yes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right, I'll say this again, and I, and I say this. So we need to be like not like a piece of, of 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 wood or a piece of steel, but we need to be like for we need to operate as if we are a piece of bamboo. Mm-hmm. Well, we stand firm and our roots are planted firmly, mm-hmm. but we still have the ability to be flexible when needed, when needed. Um, one of the most profound, and I'll never forget this, one of the, pro- pro- the most profound videos I saw that I can remember from high school was they were showing the strength of a bone, right? Mm-hmm. And they're saying, okay, a bone is part calcium and part collagen. So they showed the strength of a bone when it was pure calcium. And it had a certain level of strength and it broke. And they showed it when it was collagen. Of course, it was really, really quite flexible. Mm-hmm. Well, when they combined 
and showed an actual the actual strength of an actual bone it was so much stronger mm-hmm. than that pure calcium bone mm-hmm. and that's i'll never forget that because to me that conveyed the strength and the importance of having a mix or a balance of or an integration wow. of more than just one ability or ideal that's interesting because then that yeah. also goes into that duality where you have Absolutely. you have two and the balance of those two gives you a greater opportunity for i guess success or or longevity versus having one more than another um, absolutely and that's so so evident in so many different areas a part of our physical life you know Indeed. where Indeed. we have too much one uh, not enough of another and it yep. causes a problem in your blood cells or your lungs absolutely so that duality absolutely. that we're talking about that masculine and feminine that we've been talking about plays in so many different things and so many different layers that it even goes yeah. not only the metaphysical, but it also goes into the physical and then it goes into the subatomic of the physical. So Absolutely. it's kind of, it's, 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 it's dope that we're sitting here yeah. having that, like I had that epiphany um, yeah. where we're sitting here talking about like even our organs, our organs are, or, you know, partially water, partially um, carbon. And, yeah. And, the, 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 or it may not be called, I'm trying to, it's tissue and water. Yeah, you know. tissue water, yeah, we're, we're carbon-based individuals. But right, yeah, we're carbon-based. Yeah, carbon-based entities, yeah. yeah, but yeah, sure. And sure. so you have to have that balance on certain, you know, so many different levels of yep. the physical body. So it, it, that math is, it translates to so many different other things. Um, it really does. Wow. Go ahead, keep going, go ahead, go ahead, Tripp. No, I mean, it was just, I'm just sitting here thinking just about how it, it works. I mean, go ahead. Like, it just caught me off guard. I was just going to say that as well, that, you know, if you have a person, so I, I think it's important to look at ourselves and people in life in terms of functionality, right? Mm-hmm. So if you have a warrior, uh, someone who just needs to fight, their energetic structure is going to be vastly different I believe, than a person who is um, a caretaker, working in an elderly home, working in a hospital. You know, uh, it's it's, and it's not to say that that person who's a warrior can't be nurturing, but that's not um, that skill set is not the skill set that is going to be needed out on the battlefield. Right, just isn't. Just like that caretaker in the home, that skill set of being a warrior and killing and maiming is not going to be used in the nursing home. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. applicable there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but you also better believe that there are people that are born to be warriors. There are people that are born to be doctors. There are people that are born to be caretakers. Mm-hmm. You know that 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 is people. That's their mission. That's their calling. That's their divine purpose. You know, and if we look at things in that fashion, we can say, okay, well, this person has to have a different makeup to be able to perform such actions efficiently for them. They're going to look different than the person who has a whole nother type of duty. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like... (laughs) 
Man, we just went, we went all down the rabbit hole. Yeah, we did. We did. It's all good. It's all good. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Really good stuff. All right. Well, I think that's that should do it for tonight because um, I know right. we've taken the people for a deep little ride. <laughs> um, but it was good stuff because, I mean, like I said, we need to, to understand that the energy is there. I, I would love for more um, brothers, men to start understanding that being in touch with that other side of, that, of, the, of your energy does not make you less than a man, less of a man. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. If anything, it makes you a more healthy and capable man. Yes, it does. And yes, that's sir. what's important when we're when you're talking about leading your family, um, in, wh- in whatever capacity you're looking to lead your family, whether it's children, um, a significant other, or just the people that that are your blood. You need to be in tune with those those energies, so that way, when it is time to fight and protect, you can fight and protect and do so. Um, that's right. You know, willingly, when when it's time that's to right. nurture, you can do so willingly, and you're not right. so dependent upon um, other people to to do that for you. Where you're just that's right. um, less than, or you're you're that's not right. equipped. Um, and we have to do a better job as men um, promoting that in other other mm-hmm. boys, other men. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Absolutely. So that way and that. That do that that duality exists in us all, and you don't have That's to suppress right. one to to glorify the other. Thank you, thank you. They can That's both right. coexist. Absolutely, That's absolutely. Right. Well said. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And if I can, if I can just interject here and and just um, to help close this out, I want to talk about briefly. Just you know, the goal of what I do, you know, with Synergetic BDSM is really um, at the end of the day. It is to help people integrate and bring their true self forward. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, that's what I'm looking to do. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we may need to do it by giving the person more courage and confidence. We may need to do it by, you know, taking fear away from the person so that they can let, let go of control. Uh, we may need to do it by, um, you know, taking away some shame about things and having people express themselves, whatever. The method or, or the, 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 um, the way in which we do it, the different people based on what they're dealing with may need something the approach may need to be a little bit different or the intention may need to change but the outcome that i'm looking for at the end of the day is persons integrating themselves and allowing them their true authentic selves to come forth so they can walk as that in the world wow because i believe that ultimately that will lead to much greater happiness Mm-hmm. Joy, personal power, manifestation—the whole nine. If you are, if you are walking in a way that you would, in your, if you're walking as your true self. Wow! I truly yes. believe that. Live your I truth. truly believe that. Live, Live your truth. Mm-hmm. Live your truth. Walk it every day. Be your truth. Be it. Mm. Be it. So that's the goal with synergetic BS, and that's the ultimate goal. So being that that's the ultimate goal. How can we let our listeners know how to contact you so that you can help get them in touch if they're, they're needing some, some assistance in getting to that goal? All right. Uh, I'd be happy to let you all know. So I have uh, shut down my Facebook stuff. I'm kind of figuring out how I'm going to get back on Facebook and maximize it. Uh, but right now, I so am on Instagram. Okay. 
Well, we will talk. Good. I need some pointers on that. So I'm on Instagram as Lord Vesper. Again, that's L-O-R-D. V is in Victor. E-S-P is in Paul. E-R, Lord Vesper. You can reach me there. You can also direct message me there. Again, I am available for individual sessions. I'm also available for couple sessions and workshops. Uh, I did a workshop, a couple workshops in, in Arizona last month. I'll be doing another workshop here in Atlanta. Actually, on Wednesday, I'm sorry, Tuesday, the 9th, which is, uh, yeah, probably be the, the day that this gets posted. So, <laughs> 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 Tomorrow. Um, you can also uh, reach out to me via email at lordvesper22 at gmail.com. lordvesper22 at gmail.com. Uh, I first and foremost um, really encourage people to follow me on Instagram again at Lord Vesper and just kind of see what I'm doing. I'll be ramping up some things and offering some offering some products and things like that here very soon. So you asked cool. me that question earlier. I meant I meant to to say that as well. So it was a great question, Kiki. So I'll be offering some products, Lord Vesper products as well, and things like that soon too. So check me out on Instagram. Okay. Cool. All right. Wonderful. You have a website, brother? I meant to ask you that as well. Not right now. Not for not for my intimacy work. That is also in the works. That's okay. also in the works. I'm trying to figure out how, if I'm going to make a membership or, you know, a lot of things I'm considering here. So not right now. Okay. Yeah, not right now. Let us know yeah. as soon as you do so we can make yeah. sure we plug that. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I really will. And I guess I can also tell you uh, my standard, because we talked about it during this this uh, this interview, my standard energy works uh, site, or rather uh, presence, is also on Instagram as Divine Resonance. <laughs> Divine Resonance. So there, you know, I'm not Lord Vesper there, but that's where my other energy stuff is is going on there. So Divine Resonance. So there as well on Instagram. Okay. And if you guys want to reach us, um, you guys can reach us at our email, lustliveslibido at gmail.com. You know, you're always welcome to send us your questions. If you have anything that you would like us to, um, any questions you want us to answer, you want some advice, you know, we can do uh, feature your um, question on our He Said, She Said segment so we're always looking for those questions and letters please send those to us and um, you can follow us on our Instagram page which is less is it underscore my brain is so fuzzy right now I'm sorry is it less underscore lies underscore libido okay it is. So, it is. It that's is. right <laughs> 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 no, please forgive me I, I've had a long long weekend so okay it is it's less underscore lies underscore libido my personal instagram is woodsy w-o-o-d-s-i-e 422 you can find me there trip what's your biz so my biz um for those who do not know and you've still not went and visited the site remember we um have a i'm a co-owner with my wife we own bellsboxes.com so www.bellsboxes and that's like bells, like Southern Bells. So B-E-L-L-E-S, boxes.com. Uh, we sell online, uh, we sell sex toys online, online retail store. Um, usually have some of the most competitive prices, but yet the cool thing is we don't, we're not selling knockoffs. We're not selling um, crappy products. You're talking about body safe, 
body friendly, um, great quality products that we're going to make sure that you get near your love. Um, we also do consultations. So if you need help finding the product or you need help um, intimacy or um, other things, we do parties, do a bunch of stuff. But check us out, bellsboxes.com. My Instagram is um, talk orgasms with trip. And so that's, of course, talk and orgasms, if you know how to spell orgasms. And Hope so. Yeah. If you listen to this by now, you should know how to spell orgasms. Or hopefully, I'm helping you have a couple. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> um, no doubt. <laughs> so, yeah, follow, uh, follow me on Instagram. But, you know, follow the, the podcast, like Kiki said. And just follow my brother, um, Lord Vesper. Blow his page up. You know, if you have any questions, book a session. Um, support the brother's work because that's yes, that's what please. we're here Thank about. You. Not yes, only just um, following them on, on Instagram, but make sure you book a session or find somebody that you know can use his work and, and support and book a sessions. Because one of the things we have to do as a community is we have to heal and we have to figure that's out right. how to heal. And there's different that's ways right. to heal. And so this is a, another avenue of, of finding how to heal a lot of the traumas that are ingrained in you that may be generational, that you don't That's even right. So um, whether right. it's you, whether it's a friend, um, I'm sure um, Lord Vesper has a way where you can do, um, pay for a session for somebody else. And if he doesn't, I'll Absolutely. make sure I talk to him so we can get that together. But <laughs> I have him right here. Wait a minute. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm, I'm Absolutely. Whatever I have to do to help my brother, I'm going to help my brother. Um, I heard that. Absolutely. So, but like I said, because I believe in what he does. And I, and I know. Yeah, thank, you. thank you. And, thank you. Thank you. The healing work that we must do yeah. as healing practitioners. Um, so, you know, a lot of times we're having people on the show that, that are healers. And there's a, there's a reason for that. Um, yeah. So, right on. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Absolutely. So we appreciate and I, you. And I, you know, I'm, if I, if I can interject this real quick, I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah, no, trip, go ahead. If I can, uh, uh, I am also available. You know, I just came back as, as I was saying earlier from Phoenix, uh, doing some workshops. So I went to Phoenix, did some workshops. I was in DC last year. I've been to Florida. I've been to LA. So I'm also open to if you have a community of people that are open to a workshop of Synergy BDSM, where it can really is a great tool for couples, a great tool for couples and even singles and just how to relate, just how to go deeper and just, just to have fun. I am open to coming to your city. So if you've got some, an audience there, yeah, so let me know. Let me know. I am looking to travel more, travel more this year. So absolutely. And I also do Tantra. Um, Tantra sessions as well, or, or, and also over the phone. I can do Tantra sessions remotely, so um, that is also an option. I just have to ask, All right. are you married? No, I'm not. No, I'm okay. not. I'm, I'm I was going to say, your That's wife, right. she has to be walking around smiling all the damn time. <laughs> if you were, I was just going to say that, you know, I need to take her hand, be like, this. I congratulate you. You know, that's what it's all about. That's what's up. Pound up, you know. Ooh, look. <laughs> oh, that's classic. Indeed. <laughs> I appreciate that. Indeed. 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 Well, thank you all right. so much. Thank, thank you, you. So much for sharing your time with us today. We really appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. You all were great. It was a pleasure to be here and an honor. Thank you so much.
Well, absolutely. So this is another episode of Less Lies and Libido. I'm the homie Trip. And this your girl Kiki. Till next time. Bye. Peace. This has been another episode of Lust, Lies, and Libido. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to listen on your favorite podcasting platforms. We can be found on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Also, any other podcasting platforms that you can think of. We're on all of them. Be sure to subscribe and rate us. Subscribers receive auto notifications when new episodes are published. Thanks again, and as always, we wish you love, light, peace, and blessings.